Today is the third day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we dive in and take the next step forward through the scriptures this year. And this week we're reading from the Good News Translation. And so for our Old Testament reading, Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 1 through 9, 11. The Lord spoke to me, mortal man, he said, this is what I, the sovereign Lord, am saying to the land of Israel. This is the end for the whole land. Israel, the end has come. You will feel my anger because I am judging you for what you have done. I will pay you back for all your disgusting conduct. I will not spare you or show you any mercy. I am going to punish you for the disgusting things you have done so that you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord is saying. One disaster after another is coming on you. It's all over. This is the end. You are finished. The end is coming for you people who live in the land the time is near when there will be no more celebrations at the mountain shrines. Only confusion. Very soon now, you will feel all the force of my anger. I am judging you for what you have done, and I will pay you back for all your disgusting conduct. I will not spare you or show you any mercy. I am going to punish you for the disgusting things you have done so that you will know that I am the Lord and that I am the one who punishes you. The day of disaster is coming. Violence is flourishing. Pride is at its height. Violence produces more wickedness. Nothing of theirs will remain. Nothing of their wealth, their splendor, or their glory. The time is coming. The day is near when buying and selling will have no more meaning because God's punishment will fall on everyone alike. No merchants will live long enough to get back what they have lost because God's anger is on everyone. Those who are evil cannot survive. The trumpet blows and everyone gets ready. But no one goes off to war, for God's anger will fall on everyone alike. There is fighting in the streets, and sickness and hunger in the houses. Anyone who is out in the country will die in the fighting, and anyone in the city will be a victim of sickness and hunger. Some will escape to the mountains like doves frightened from the valleys. All of them will moan over their sins. Everyone's hands will be weak and their knees will shake. They will put on sackcloth and they will tremble all over. Their heads will be shaved and they will all be disgraced. They will throw their gold and silver away in the streets like garbage because neither silver nor gold can save them when the Lord pours out his fury. 
They cannot use it to satisfy their desires or fill their stomachs. Gold and silver led them into sin. Once they were proud of their beautiful jewels, but they used them to make disgusting idols. That is why the Lord has made their wealth repulsive to them. I will let foreigners rob them, says the Lord, and lawbreakers will take all their wealth and defile it. I will not interfere when my treasured temple is profaned, when robbers break into it and defile it. Everything is in confusion. The land is full of murders and the cities are full of violence. I will bring the most evil nations here and let them have your homes. Your strongest men will lose their confidence when I let the nations profane the places where you worship. Despair is coming. You will look for peace and never find it. One disaster will follow another and a steady stream of bad news will pour in. You will beg the prophets to reveal what they foresee. The priests will have nothing to teach the people and the elders will have no advice to give. The king will mourn, the prince will give up hope and the people will shake with fear. I will punish you for all you have done and will judge you in the same way as you have judged others. This will show you that I am the Lord. On the fifth day of the sixth month of the sixth year of our exile, the leaders of the exiles from Judah were sitting in my house with me. Suddenly, the power of the Sovereign Lord came on me. I looked up and saw a vision of a fiery human form. From the waist down, his body looked like fire, and from the waist up, he was shining like polished bronze. He reached out what seemed to be a hand and grabbed me by the hair. Then, in this vision, God's Spirit lifted me high in the air and took me to Jerusalem. He took me to the inner entrance of the north gate of the temple, where there was an idol that was an outrage to God. There I saw the dazzling light that shows the presence of Israel's God, just as I had seen it when I was by the Kabar River. God said to me, Mortal man, look toward the north. I looked, and there near the altar by the entrance of the gateway, I saw the idol that was an outrage to God. God said to me, Mortal man, do you see what is happening? Look at the disgusting things the people of Israel are doing here, driving me farther and farther away from my holy place. You will see even more disgraceful things than this. He took me to the entrance of the outer courtyard and showed me a hole in the wall. He said, Mortal man, break through the wall here. I broke through it and found a door. He told me, go in and look at the evil, disgusting things they are doing there. So I went in and looked. The walls were covered with drawings of snakes and other unclean animals. 
and of the other things which the Israelites were worshipping. Seventy Israelite leaders were there, including Jeazaniah, son of Shaphan. Each one was holding an incense burner, and smoke was rising from the incense. God asked me, Mortal man, do you see what the Israelite leaders are doing in secret? They are all worshipping in a room full of images. Their excuse is, The Lord doesn't see us. He has abandoned the country. Then the Lord said to me, You are going to see them do even more disgusting things than that. So he took me to the north gate of the temple and showed me women weeping over the death of the god Tammuz. He asked, Mortal man, do you see that? You will see even more disgusting things. So he took me to the inner courtyard of the temple. There the entrance of the sanctuary, between the altar and the porch, were about twenty-five men. They had turned their backs to the sanctuary and were bowing low toward the east, worshipping the rising sun. The Lord said to me, Mortal man, do you see that? These people of Judah are not satisfied with merely doing all the disgusting things you have seen here and with spreading violence throughout the country. No, they must come and do them right here in the temple and make me even more angry. Look how they insult me in the most offensive way possible. They will feel all the force of my anger. I will not spare them or show them any mercy. They will shout prayers to me as loud as they can, but I will not listen to them. Then I heard God shout, Come here, you men who are going to punish the city. Bring your weapons with you. At once, six men came from the outer north gate of the temple, each one carrying a weapon. With them was a man dressed in linen clothes, carrying something to write with. They all came and stood by the bronze altar. Then the dazzling light of the presence of the God of Israel rose up from the winged creatures where it had been and moved to the entrance of the temple. The Lord called to the man dressed in linen, Go through the whole city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the forehead of everyone who is distressed and troubled because of all the disgusting things being done in the city. And I heard God say to the other men, Follow him through the city and kill. Spare no one. Have mercy on no one. Kill the old men, young men, young women, mothers, and children. But don't touch anyone who has the mark on his forehead. Stay here at my temple. So they began with the leaders who were standing there at the temple. God said to them, Defile the temple. Fill its courtyards with corpses. Get to work. So they began to kill the people in the city. While the killing was going on, I was there alone. I threw myself face downward on the ground and shouted, Sovereign Lord, 
Are you so angry with Jerusalem that you are going to kill everyone left in Israel? God answered, The people of Israel and Judah are guilty of terrible sins. They have committed murder all over the land and have filled Jerusalem with crime. They say that I, the Lord, have abandoned their country and that I don't see them. But I will not have pity on them. I will do to them what they have done to others. Then the man wearing linen clothes returned and reported to the Lord, I have carried out your orders. Hebrews 5 Every high priest is chosen from his fellow men and appointed to serve God on their behalf, to offer sacrifices and offerings for sins. Since he himself is weak in many ways, he is able to be gentle with those who are ignorant and make mistakes. And because he is himself weak, he must offer sacrifices not only for the sins of the people, but also for his own sins. No one chooses for himself the honor of being a high priest. It is only by God's call that a man is made a high priest, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take upon himself the honor of being a high priest. Instead, God said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. He also said in another place, You will be a priest forever in the priestly order of Melchizedek. In his life on earth, Jesus made his prayers and requests with loud cries and tears to God, who could save him from death. Because he was humble and devoted, God heard him. But even though he was God's son, he learned through his sufferings to be obedient. When he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. And God declared him to be high priest in the priestly order of Melchizedek. There is so much we have to say about this matter, but it is hard to explain to you because you are so slow to understand. There has been enough time for you to be teachers yet you still need someone to teach you the first lessons of God's message. Instead of eating solid food, you still have to drink milk. Anyone who has to drink milk is still a child, without any experience in the matter of right and wrong. Solid food, on the other hand, is for adults, who, through practice, are able to distinguish between good and evil. Psalm 105, 1-15 God and His People Give thanks to the Lord, proclaim His greatness, tell the nations what He has done, 
Sing praise to the Lord. Tell the wonderful things He has done. Be glad that we belong to Him. Let all who worship Him rejoice. Go to the Lord for help and worship Him continually. You descendants of Abraham, His servant, you descendants of Jacob, the man He chose, remember the miracles that God performed and the judgments that He gave. The Lord is our God. His commands are for all the world. He will keep His covenant forever, His promises for a thousand generations. He will keep the agreement He made with Abraham and His promise to Isaac. The Lord made a covenant with Jacob, one that will last forever. I will give you the land of Canaan, He said. It will be your own possession. God's people were few in number, strangers in the land of Canaan. They wandered from country to country, from one kingdom to another. But God let no one oppress them. To protect them, he warned the kings, Don't harm my chosen servants. Do not touch my prophets. Proverbs 26.28 You have to hate someone to want to hurt him with lies. Insincere talk brings nothing but ruin. All right, so the portion of the Proverbs that we are in right now is speaking directly to the kinds of things that come out of our mouth. And of course, before something ever comes out of our mouth, it bubbles up from within our heart and filters through our mind and is formed into words. And then we use, of course, our facial muscles and tongue to say those words. And we should become aware of the things that are forming in our heads that we're about to say. Because, you know, when something comes bubbling out of our heart and filters through our mind, there's still time. There's still time to invite the Holy Spirit before we actually say the thing. So, for example, we talked about insincere talk the other day with the, with the clay pot that's of substandard quality but varnished to look like it's valuable. And the proverb equated that to insincere talk. Today, the proverb tells us, look, insincere talk brings nothing but ruin. So, as, as one of the sayings of my father that he would say to me that has actually stuck. And, uh, you know, I've been without my dad for 15 years now. But one of the things that he would counsel me on is, son, nothing good can come from that. Whatever that was. Today, it's insincerity. Insincere talk brings nothing but ruin, the Bible says. So, nothing good can come from that. But the proverb starts, you have to hate someone to want to hurt him with lies. So, have you ever been lied to or lied about and then became aware of it? And it wasn't 
true. It was a lie. And you were deeply hurt by it. Or maybe you've hurt someone that way. Maybe you've told things that are not true, spread things that are not true, and hurt someone deeply. According to the scripture, that comes from a place of hatred. So remember when we're talking about things bubbling up in our heart and then filtering through our mind and then we speak them out of our mouth? Well, that thing that was bubbling up in your heart before it was formed into words was hate. And nothing good can come from that. The chaos and confusion that you may cause by that may feel like revenge or justice to you, but nothing good can come from that. Only ruin can come from that, according to the proverb. And so once again, the scriptures become the mirror that we have to face ourselves in. And once again, the Bible penetrates deep, like we were talking about yesterday in the book of Hebrews, to the place where soul and spirit meet. If hatred is there, and insincerity is there, in other words, falseness is there, then nothing good is going to come from it. And here is an example of the scriptures reaching us at that level and challenging us that we are new creations. This stuff does not have to linger anymore and be a part of our story anymore. And as old as the Proverbs are, they still speak prophetically into our lives because this is the rhythm of the scripture. How many times have we read through prophets who have been instructed by God to go warn people Nothing good is going to come from what you are doing. It is only going to lead you to destruction and loss. It is only going to be bad. Come back. Return to me. Come home. This doesn't have to happen. Our words work the same way. They bring about the same kind of destinies. And if we are harboring hatred and hurt people with lies and are insincere and false, well, then there's our warning straight out of the Bible today. It's not going to go well. Turn back. Come home. Invite the Holy Spirit back into a leadership position in your life. Because it doesn't have to go this way unless you want it to. And so, Father... We don't want to live our lives piling up things that amount to nothing but ruin. We want our lives to matter. We want to reflect your glory in this world. But we all have our own injuries and wounds, our own histories. And so... We invite you into those places that are so deeply hurt that we would strike back with insincerity and lies and hatred. In the places that we think there's injustice toward us. And yet you are telling us through your word, perpetuating that, passing it forward, is going to bring nothing but ruin. And so we give you control over our minds, our spirits, our identities, and our tongues. 
We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come into those places that are broken and that we would yield to you before we say something that nothing good can come from. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And uh, so there's always plenty going on around. So check it out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at DailyAudioBible.com. There is a link on the website, on the homepage. Thank you for your partnership. If you're using the app, you can press the More button in the lower right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, DAB family. Today is October the 29th on a beautiful Sunday morning. This is Know Him from Texas. And I have a prayer request. I have been praying for a junk to treasure and God's yellow flower and everyone else. I'm kind of like I don't know I may be in the same boat as junk to treasure, not knowing what's going on in my body. But anyway, my prayer request is for my daughter, who has only been married for four months. Her marriage is in serious, serious trouble. She has lived a life of drug addiction and drug abuse and in the drug world for many years. Praise God for the miracle of her being delivered completely from that. But it just seems like that spirit of violence and short-temperedness and destructive anger and narcissism is taking a little longer to leave than the drug addiction. And I'm just praying, if you could just please be in agreement with me for God to restore her marriage to this God-fearing man that she is married to. He has left her. And I'm just crying out to Jesus on her behalf. And I asked her to cry out to Jesus as well. Thank you so much for your prayers and your thoughts. God bless you all. And it's time to get to church. God bless you. Hey, DAB family, it's Abba's daughter, Sadie M. Um, I'm listening to the community prayer from October 28th and Ashley from California. Oh my goodness. I cannot imagine what you're going through with your grandfather. I'm so sorry. And let's, let's go to the throne in his honor. Abba Father, Jehovah Rapha, we come to you humbly before the throne today, asking for a miracle from the mighty healer, from a great physician, Lord. We ask that you would remove the pneumonia, the UTI, and the fluid from around his heart. 
We ask that you would touch his body in such a miraculous way that he could not only uh, be transferred, but maybe not even be transferred, but to go home, Lord. I I know that sounds impossible with his condition right now, but Lord, you are the master of impossible. You have healed, you've raised people from the dead, Lord. You've healed the blind. You've raised the paralyzed. Lord, you can do all things, and we just believe that right now. We are banishing infection and disease from Lee's body, and we pray and ask and plead that you would just eradicate all bad things from his body, Lord. Give him life. Lord, we want him to live. We want him to have life and life abundantly as you tell us to have. Um, and we just pray for the family as they get to watch you do your, your mighty miracles. We thank you for this in advance, Lord. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are our great physician. We cannot live this life without dependence on you, Lord. We thank you that you are with us. In your mighty and matchless name, amen. Ashley, Keep us updated. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Brian from from uh, Huber Heights, Ohio. Just wanted to call in and uh, say I do pray for the DAB people, and I really thank Brian Harden for this ministry. And I would like to ask for prayer for my uh, my son Mitchell, who had, over the last few years has been uh, mentally ill and homeless and uh, a drug addict and an alcoholic. Uh, he's been in a facility for, he's been incarcerated for about almost a year. And he's going to be getting out soon from a mental facility. And I'm just praying that God would heal and deliver him from his mental illness, lead him to take this take his medication faithfully and that he won't go back to drugs I'm praying that he will that they will have housing and everything set up for him and he won't get kicked out of it and that God can uh, can help change his life and, and turn his life around for him um, I'd also ask for prayer for uh, my situation I've been divorced six and a half years I have sought reconciliation. My ex-wife Kathy is not interested in that, and I just want to know what God wants me to do. Thank you very much. God bless you all, and thank you for this ministry. Bye. Hey, my Dabalonians. I was sitting here getting ready to pray for the most recent prayer request for the DAB, DABC prayer wall, and the DAB friends page, and I was thinking about um, when just... Judy for Jesus called in and said um, that I I should claim God reigns and he does our God reigns and the magnificent thing about that is he always will and I want to thank each one of you that called in for me and sent me messages um, I could list you all but it is a very long list and I want to get to the prayers and we're going to lift up Andrea for her daughter Rain she is a prodigal and father God I speak the name of rain I call her back in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit go after this daughter and bring her back anoint and appoint her for something special in the kingdom work and lead her to solutions father God and enlighten her heart with your holy radiance 
We don't stand for these prodigals staying gone. We call them back. And for the male who called in October 30th at timestamp 1930 asking for prayers for Taylor, that's a deaf child. And she's going through a lot. Father God, you know the situation. Overwhelm her with your loving presence. And impart to her whatever your will is for the spiritual gifts upon her. We ask for you to give those um, out of your mercy and grace. And on the prayer wall for DK Pub, asking for prayers uh, for his sister and for his sister's uh, husband, Bill, who has esophageal cancer. We ask for healing, Lord, and we ask for endurance and strength and rest for his sister who is the caregiver in the name of Jesus Christ. 